Hey, so uh, I'm Micah with the MILF Podcast with my special guest, Heather, my fiance. Hello. And we're going to be talking about some stuff that we've seen lately because I haven't posted since January. Yeah, so we've been watching lots of shows, lots of documentaries. And <laughs> You've been watching gonna... a lot of documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> I love documentaries. Um, but we're just going to talk about what we've been watching, what we've been listening to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I guess we're back. What do you want to say, Heather? I don't know. I'm not ready. I feel scared. Why are you scared? Because I don't know what to say. Get your microphone. <laughs> Why did you just bl- blankly look at me? <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Yeah. So uh, we're back on another episode. Finally, I know I haven't posted since January. I just had a, a, a little bit of stuff going on. My grandma passed away, had to go to her funeral, and then I got sick when I got back from the funeral, and then I was out for a little while, about out from work, and then I got pink eye, and then I had to stay even longer out of work, and then this whole pandemic thing happened, but I'm considered an essential employee, so I'm still, like, at work and everything. Heather isn't, though, so that sucks. I'm so bored. She's so bored. <laughs> Poor and bored. Poor and bored. She didn't. She didn't even get the stimulus check. She's a dependent on her parents. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I did. So, all this uh, coronavirus stuff is really not fun to say the least. And a lot of people are affected in more ways than me and Heather are. And it's really sad that all this is going on. But I'm finally back. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I've uploaded since Chandler said he didn't want to do the podcast anymore so bye chandler bye chandler bye bye forever <laughs> for real though like we haven't seen him in so long yeah. you saw him that one time and that was that's like the last time we've seen him because he's also an essential employee so he's still at work along with his girlfriend Haley. His and they just got engaged yeah they just got engaged so that's that's exciting shout out to chandler no ill will at all we're all still friends i hate him Heather hates it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah. Um what have you been watching lately, Heather? You've been watching a lot of stuff. Cuz you've been at home while I'm at work watching stuff. I have. <laughs> Some of the stuff we've been watching together, but I'm pretty sure Heather has watched every single documentary on Netflix. Oh yeah, I'm Netflix very sent much... her something in the mail saying, "Please stop watching so much Netflix." <laughs> I'm very much into Netflix original documentaries especially ones that are like fight the system documentaries she's really mad at the justice system oh yeah <laughs> but also side note you can edit this out i made my list accidentally on the same note where i made a list of all the things that you said after <laughs> so i was like my new charging pad will be here tomorrow <laughs> i don't like taco bell's new menu items <laughs> I'll edit this out. Wanna cuddle? <laughs> Deep dish combo. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Um, especially documentaries about the prison system and our justice system. For some reason, Netflix is like really coming out with a lot of stuff about um, people who have been imprisoned. Um, Wrongfully convicted. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there are so many people in prison who actually, like, didn't do anything. 
and you know everyone says that but there are thousands of people who have been wrongly wrongfully convicted and also people who were convicted years ago like 20 30 40 years ago and are still in prison get your mic closer it's too loud if i get it closer okay whatever it's blasting me in my ass micah <laughs> it hurts when you talk sorry i'll back up a little bit The justice system. So many. Oh, people but they're like so many. There's so many old people in prison. <laughs> there are so many old people in prison who actually didn't do anything wrong, but because there was no DNA evidence back then, um, they were convicted over just like an eyewitness or just like one piece of evidence, and they're still in prison. And there are just so many people that were wrongfully convicted like that there's too many to get through the court system so thousands of people will die in prison who actually didn't do it and we just there's nothing we can do about it what's the one you're talking about what's the name of the show that you're specifically talking about um the innocence files that's one of my favorites it's a bunch of different stories but it's probably one of the best documentaries on netflix about this it's so good and i like binged watched it so i would really recommend that one yeah made me cry because there's some really like it's also really nicely shot the few episodes i saw yeah there's a really lot of a lot of cool camera work a lot of interesting color combinations it looks really good there are a lot of um a lot of document (laughs) gene's tearing up some paper i can hear him tearing up the paper in the microphone gene leave it he's not oh well whatever There are a lot of documentaries um, and shows on Netflix that are, like, crime-related, and I hate when they have, like, a narrator. It's really annoying. And when they're really poorly You hate, like, the dramatic reenactments and stuff. Ugh. That is annoying to me. Discovery Channel ones where it's like, my wife was killed by a ghost. Yeah, I'm not interested in that at all. Those suck. But I really love The Innocence Files because um, there is no narrator. And it's just um, interviewing the people who were involved and you get all different sides of the story, like the victims' families and the people who have been incarcerated wrongfully. And it's just like, it's really... You hear like the cop's side first, right? And then you're like, oh, well, that guy deserves to be in prison. And then you hear like everything else and you're like, oh, wow. No? What show am I thinking of? I'm a Killer. Oh, yeah. That was a good show. That was really good. Okay. We'll talk about I Am a Killer. Another good one is I Am a Killer. That's what really got me onto these documentaries. That's the first one that I watched. But basically, I'm a Killer is um, a show about people who are murderers and they actually did it. These people did do it. Um, but it's just really different because it's from their perspective. <laughs> He's just staring into my eyes. <laughs> it's from the killer's perspective and you do get you get like all sides of the this is a mess it's from everyone's perspective mostly the killers so the killer tells their story and when they do you think like oh there's no way that they did it and you're and you really become like so empathetic towards them and it's really like i think evidence that you could sit down well maybe not you but i could sit down with literally anyone and if they tell me their story i'm gonna be like yeah i love them i believe it i'm behind that so these people like tell the story 
of when they murdered someone and you're like, oh my God, they don't deserve to be in prison, you know, like they didn't mean it or, or there were like, you know, it was like circumstantial. And then you hear the perspective of the police and the victim's family and, and the lawyers too, and right? lawyers and everyone else. And when you do hear everyone else's side of the story, you're like, oh my God, I literally just empathized with a murderer and believed them. So that's really good. I really loved that show. Um, and that's what got me started on all of these And that's crimes. on Netflix too, right? Mm-hmm, it is. So I would super recommend that one. I think it's also, like, I'm very, um, uh, I don't, I get upset really easily by, um, like, violent crimes, um, and I can't watch a lot of crime shows because they, like, I just can't see, like, the photos and things like that. They upset me. But this one, this one didn't upset me, and it actually was just, like, really interesting and really made me realize, um how easy it is to believe someone when they tell you their story even if they're lying Mm -hmm. Um, and how even bad people really really bad people could seem like good people when you're talking to them yeah basically i'm just going through a thing where i'm like is anyone good can you trust anyone (laughs) because oh my god also whoever made this documentary and whoever edited it together did a really great job because they turned these, like, criminals into amazing storytellers. Mm-hmm. And you just, like, can't look away. It's just, like, every single episode is so good. Yeah. So that one was really good. I'm a killer. Oh, yeah, the last movie we saw in theaters, Onward. It was so good. It was so good. And I don't know why people are shitting all over it because I really, really loved it. I thought the world was really interesting. I loved the characters, voice acting, everything. But yeah, that was like the last movie we saw in theaters before before everything happened. happened. And maybe theaters won't open back up anymore, question mark, because AMC is mad at Universal right now. I don't know the full details, but... The Trolls movie broke everything. It's It's like breaking some... Basically, and everything. proved that you don't need movie theaters and you could still make a ton of money, like, if people stream movies. Yeah, so basically Trolls is, like, on video demand for $20, which is, sounds expensive because you only rent it for, like, 48 hours. But families that are renting that, it's so much cheaper mm-hmm. than just going to a theater. Because, like, what? Kids' tickets are, like, 6 bucks, Adults' tickets are, like, 10 You're spending way more money. And then if you want concessions mm-hmm. and everything, that triples the price. So just buying one movie for $20 for your whole family to sit down and watch at yeah. the comfort of your own home. Where you can pause it whenever you need to. Yep. Like, Bathroom breaks, whatever yeah. you want, and I not would, miss anything. I can't imagine. If I had kids, I would much rather... <laughs> I would much rather see movies that way. Instead of having to drag like my, my four like small children to a movie theater and getting mm-hmm. them to be quiet the entire time and like taking them to the bathroom like yeah. that sounds like a freaking nightmare <laughs> so yeah um and now amc is saying that they're not going to show any universal movies anymore i can't see that happening that can't be true right yeah because they're already on the verge of bankruptcy so like <laughs> they need all the movies that they can get so i'm sure like i was watching a video about it today and the girl that was talking about it she was like they're just playing a game of chicken see who breaks first and it's not going to be universal (laughs) so amc is probably just going to be like well 
We no. thought about it. Oops. <laughs> so yeah, AMC and Regal. Regal got on AMC side. Like the mm. the place that owns Regal was like, yeah, we side with AMC because what they were gonna do normally there's like a 90 day wait period before they put something on video on demand. But with this whole thing being so successful, they're going to put it in theaters the same time it's out on demand. So people aren't going to go to theaters, (laughs) especially for like family movies. So yeah, AMC is kind of, kind of screwed. They're talking about bankruptcy and everything. So hopefully it doesn't go out of business because I have AMC a list and it's like my favorite part of the movies. Micah loves going to see movies. I love it. It's so nice. Um, we also watched the Florida Project for the first time. It was amazing. We're, I really we're wish... kind of late here, though. Yeah. We should have watched it a long time ago. Yeah, it came out like a year or two ago. I it, think was it was so like two years. good. Yeah. It was really, really good. The ending was a little confusing, but it was good. It's like a really nice like coming-of-age movie for like like five, five-year-old kids, five- to eight-year-old kids. Are they coming of age if they're five? Well, I'm saying like it's like that genre of movie. I'm not saying that they're... Is it that genre of movie? That's what I thought it was. Is it? I don't know. Look it up. But no, I really liked it more than I thought I would. Like the first couple minutes of the movie, I was on my phone. And then I got off my phone. You know, you know, you know how big of a deal that is to get... The lady off her phone down <laughs> I was very invested. So I looked it up on Google and it said, The genre studies a coming-of-age story is a genre of literature, film, and video that focuses on the growth of a protagonist from youth to adulthood. So no. Boo, Micah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you call it then? A movie. Oh, wow. That was good. <laughs> I don't a really know. good description of it. It's a movie, and it's on Netflix, because a lot of A24 movies is on Netflix now. That makes me yeah. happy. Yeah. Because they're very good. Uncut Gems, I think, is on... Uh, I don't think it's on, like... I think it's on the Ireland one. I don't know why. I know that. But it's not on America, so if you have a VPN or something, you can go watch it. <laughs> Sponsored by ExpressVPN. Just kidding. No, just kidding. Please yeah, don't no. sue us. I wish. But... So, uh, what's next for you? Um. Oh, we watched that uh, improv show. Oh yeah, that was so good. What is it called? It's Middle called Ditch Sh- and Schwartz. Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Yeah. Yeah, it was so funny, and honestly, like at the first five minutes, ten minutes, I was like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable, and I feel like this is not gonna be good, um, because it like makes me feel anxious for them. Yeah. But they did so good, especially the first episode. It's first like episode about, is It's insane. about a wedding. Um, oh my god, it's so good. It, it's so rare to see improv, especially on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And like, wow, it was so good though. It was so funny. It's long form improv. So mm-hmm. they like get, they basically just have a conversation with someone in the crowd. And then they take some of that information that they got and just make like a, 40 minute long little episode of improv and it's always so funny there's one about an alien being locked in a classroom and it's just super weird and just crazy and out there and they keep forgetting uh characters names because they juggle it's two guys and they juggle between roles so once one person is done 
with one character, the other person will hop in that space that the character is in and pretend to be the character. And one guy's really good at accents and the other one struggles. It's the uh, the guy from the Verizon commercials and the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog and John Ralphio from Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and a few episodes of Bob's Burgers. He's really funny. Yes, it was so funny. I would very much recommend it, especially the first episode. Yeah. Oh, my God, that got me. <laughs> And it's, it's called like it's, parking lot wedding, isn't that what it's called? It's funny because the moments where they mess up, I think, are some of the best moments. Mm-hmm. Like when they forget like a character's yeah. name, and then they're like, "Oh, they've yeah. been here the whole time." <laughs> One of the characters introduces herself, and she's like, "Hi, my name's Marnie." You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And then um, <laughs> they forget she's like, her okay, name. Okay, nice to meet you. And then five minutes later, they forget her name. And and uh, she's like, okay, well, you could just call me Amber. <laughs> and the other the other guy's like, can I? Are you sure? Is that? Are you sure that was the name that we? <laughs> she's like, oh, that's my nickname. And they're yeah. like, so your name is just two different names, just completely different names. She's like, yeah, I go by Amber and Marnie. And then it clicks that it's Marnie, and they go, Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So good. Hey, so uh, I'm Micah with the MILF Podcast with my special guest, Heather, my fiance. Hello. And we're going to be talking about some stuff that we've seen lately because I haven't posted since January. Yeah, so we've been watching lots of shows, lots of documentaries. (laughs) You've been watching a lot of documentaries. (laughs) (laughs) I love documentaries. Um, But we're just going to talk about what we've been watching, what we've been listening to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Where were we? Middle Ditch and Swartz. Swartz. Schwartz? Sounds like a law firm. That's how it I remember does, it. yeah. What else you got? What else you got? I cannot carry this podcast, Micah. Sure I don't have can. enough to say. Sure you can. I do not have enough to say <laughs> you've been watching I'm enough still stuff in my underwear <laughs> micah bamboozled me and came over well, i didn't after bamboozle I had you. just woken up you texted me good morning and i had already had lunch oh and then God. you and then i said hey i'm on the way with the podcasting stuff so we can do an episode and you said oh yay not hold on give me a minute to get ready <laughs> i was feeding gene and for those of you who don't know, feeding Gene means more than you would think because you have to feed him piece by piece. Not if you just put it with him in the cage and then he'll eat all of it. I don't want to. I love I want to bond with him. So you like so doing I it. So it's a choice. <laughs> so I, I have to sit on the floor with him and I give him the food piece by piece. It takes a long time. Anyway, you don't have to do that. <laughs> Um, we also watched Tiger King, another oh, Netflix yeah. documentary. But, you know, but everyone in the world has seen that. Yeah, you don't need to know what we think of that because it's crazy. Probably heard a billion other people. And also, there uh, Nick Cage is going to be playing him in another spinoff series. It's going to be a scripted what? series. He's playing Joe is Exotic. Is that for real? Mm-hmm. Heard it on the news, and I saw it on Instagram, and IGN posted about it. Oh my gosh! I'm so excited. It's going to be weird and stupid, I think. <laughs> I loved that documentary. I binged watched it all in one day and then got really depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think, I would like to say one thing. Isn't it wild how people have just absolutely gone after Carol Baskin? 
but just like ignore everything that Joe Exotic did. Mm-hmm. He like <laughs> he threatened to shoot a cat between the eyes and fucking kill it. People and are everyone's like, he's a good guy. Weirdly supportive of Joe Exotic, and it's like, um, he did so many bad things. Mm-hmm. And also, he tried to have Carol Baskin killed. That's why he's in jail. <laughs> like, you can't just do that. But also, those other two people should be in jail, too. Like, the hitman that was supposed to go out and kill her. Well, he didn't, though. I know, so, I'm just saying I mean, they should, because he was literally the hitman yeah. that was for hire. Anyway. It's strange that he didn't have any consequences for agreeing to go kill someone but and neither did that rich douchebag looking guy oh my god that might be worth tens of millions or tens of dollars i hate that dude he's a piece I of shit i hate that dude he was like just openly like i want to fuck the nanny in front of the wife and then she was just like okay i mean they, they're in like an open relationship super weird and they do that kind of thing but it's like girl <laughs> like oh. Maybe he does have a lot of money or something. Because why else would you want that for yourself? Girl, she had his baby. Oh, oh I mean, this isn't that. In- I'm. I watched a documentary called Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. It's on Netflix. Um, Micah didn't really watch it, but I did explain pretty much all of it to him. Um, but it's about Jim Carrey who I'm starting to think is a little bit of an asshole. I don't know. I know he's anti-vax. Let me know in the comments if you agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it's about how he played this comedian in a movie. Um I think it was in like the very late 90s. And um they basically documented his experience uh, playing that character and have all of his footage um and then didn't do anything with it so it's been sitting in his office for what 20 years yeah 20 years um and so they made a little documentary out of it and it's it's really interesting because he was a method actor for this so he like lived breathed ate whatever he like became this comedian um who was a real guy but died of cancer um so he he basically, like, it's just so weird. He says he's sitting on a beach in Malibu, and he's thinking, what would this comedian, his name's Andy, what would Andy be doing right now? Um, and then he thinks to himself, I think he would be trying to communicate telepathically. Um, and then he sees dolphins come out of the water, and he feels like that's a sign from Andy, who is dead. <laughs> that that is what he would be trying to do and he said in that moment andy was with him from then on and so that's real there's this weird. whole chunk of jim carrey's life back in the 90s where he was andy he wasn't jim carrey and he'll be like he, he had everyone refer to him as andy um and he would be like yeah jim carrey's like in la like shooting a movie and he He's not. He, Jim Carrey's right. He's right there. In the, he's right He's on there. set. And it's just so weird. And uh, I don't know. It just made me feel like Jim Carrey's just a really weird guy. Like, I, I think method acting is really cool. And 
I don't know. I think that that's just such a cool way to play a character, to get into the character. But um, he took it a little too far. And I think that's what makes the documentary interesting. It's just like a little cringy sometimes how far he did take it to the point where people got hurt and he got hurt physically. Um, and it's just like, um, like he would be, um, one of Andy's characters and he would be on set and they would be like, okay, time to do a sound check. And then he'd be like, screw you. I don't want to do a sound check. You don't need no freaking sound check. And it's like, you know, as Jim Carrey that you are holding everyone up and being really annoying, but you're not I get not being Jim a Carrey. method actor, but also being professional on set. Yeah. So he would, I mean, and he would like harass women, like. Uh, and I think that's just like, you know, for what? Like, for what, though? You did this for what? <laughs> Heather's been watching a lot of TikToks, too. <laughs> yeah. But I just think, to, uh, to a certain extent, like, I, th- I just think, what's the point in method acting, um, like, all the time? And then, and then, so, like, here's an example of him taking it too far. Um, the the character, like I said, Andy, he dies um, of cancer. So when they get to the point in the movie where they're shooting his death, Jim Carrey wants to look like he has cancer. And he lives and acts as if he has cancer. He shaves his head. He has people help him get around. He, he, go, he moves around in a wheelchair. He looks really sick. He has someone do his makeup. Like, he looks like he's just like, it looks like he's cancer. And I think that's just, it's almost like, is that like disrespectful in a way? I mean, to, I think it would be. To Andy, who who really did die from cancer and, and whose family is grieving because he, he died. And I just feel like, you know, Jim Carrey, you're fine. You, mm-hmm. you are fine. And you're like having people literally like carry you around and help you walk and help you get from place to place. Like. At, at what point is method acting, um, like, too going far. too far? Yeah. So, I think that's a really interesting documentary. And, um, yeah, I would watch it. The, the, the end, watch it for literally his monologue at the end. Jim Carrey is a wild dude. He's so, <laughs> he's like, we're just floating around on a rock. I don't care. I'm just floating around. I don't. I don't let anybody label me. <laughs> and also, yes, he is an anti-vaxxer. 100% believes that vaccinations cause autism. Which is just like, oh... <laughs> and also, if it did, would you rather be dead or autistic? Like, I, I've never understood that side of... Like, I, I also, just don't understand that Also, autistic people are people, too. Exactly. So, like, why are we hating on autism so exactly. much? Exactly. I mean, God. <laughs> like, like, how does you, how do you think that makes autistic people feel? They're like, wow, they would rather be dead than just be a little yeah. different, a little autistic. Whatever. I think this whole, it's like, stupid. it's very stupid. The world we're living in is great evidence of what happens when there isn't a vaccine yeah. for and This something. is literally just one virus yeah. that doesn't have a vaccine. And it's shut down the whole world. Anyway, sadness. That's too sad. We'll talk about something that's more light. Heather didn't watch the show, but I've been watching it. It's called The Midnight Gospel. It's created by the same guy who made Adventure Time, Pendleton Ward. And it's 
just a little funny like light show where they talk about like some real world stuff but it's completely animated and this guy is like interviewing people for his space cast which is basically just a podcast and he just goes around in a simulator interviewing people in that world in a simulator and it's it's like really it's really weird because like you're trying to focus on the conversation but then the most absurd insane shit is happening like in the very first episode there's a zombie apocalypse on earth and he's interviewing the president about the legalization of marijuana (laughs) and he's like the uh, every episode pretty much he has like a different like design to fit in with the world and sometimes it's like a weird bird creature but in the first one he's like a really buff like tall dude and then the president is this tiny like little three foot nothing guy and he picks him up and carries him calls him buddy all the time (laughs) it's really cute and very weird it's an extremely weird violent very violent show (laughs) i woke up from a nap one time when you were walking and i I began to spiral (laughs) there's one one episode is like a, a demon comes out of this person's butt and it's like engulfs the whole world it's super weird very interesting i really like it though it's like an acid trip yeah it is like, if it you looks that when you were like on drugs i feel like that'd be a good time yeah it kind of looks like uh something you would see on adult swim at like two in the morning mm-hmm. when you wake up at your friend's house and your eyes mm-hmm. are like slowly closing and you're like what the fuck is this but it's a really good show what else you got other um. <laughs> oh, we also watched that uh, Liza. What is her last oh, name? Yeah. We watched her sketch show. What is her name? Liza something. She's a comedian. She has a sketch show, and it's like it's funny. And the first joke, the first joke lands like in every skit, and then it just gets it goes on for too long. It just goes downhill and downhill and downhill. But it's like funny sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I wouldn't say it's bad. I just think the skits go on for too long. Yeah, but, they go I mean, on that's, too long. It's really not that bad. No. Yeah, it's good. I would watch it, especially if you're a girl, because I think a lot of it is very like girl humor. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the the ripped fat guys skits; those are always funny. <laughs> I really like her. She's very good. Yeah, she's really funny. Mm-hmm. I know this already. I'm waiting for you to talk because I just said, "Hey, Heather, what do you want to do next? What's next?" Um, we're gonna have to cut so much of this out. Quit pausing for so long, and we won't have to. Um, another thing that I've been watching, uh, another documentary. It's called Murder to Mercy, and I actually think this one is kind of new. Um, it's the Sintonia Brown story, and it's about. Um, I don't even think I've told you about this Mm -mm. one. Yeah, it's, it's short. It's just like, um, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Um, it's about this young girl who was 16. Um, she was prostituting herself and she got picked up by this guy, went back to his house and, um, she felt really unsafe. So, uh, he, they, they decided to go to bed and she waited till he, um, would hopefully start to fall asleep and um they went to bed because she was like maybe he'll just fall asleep and then I can leave um but he 
reached over and she thought that he was grabbing a gun. And so in that like split second, she was like, what do I do? What do I do? As a 16 year old girl, I mean, like who was used to prostituting herself and who Mm -hmm. had been, you know, raped and who had been pimped out to all these different men, you know, like she was worried for her safety, worried that he was going to try to kill her. So she had a gun and she just immediately reached for that gun and shot him, killed him. Um, and so it's like, um, the, the story is, did she, did she kill him to rob him because she did take a couple things Mm. or did she kill him out of self-defense? And really like, you don't know because you know, there are only two people there and one of them's dead now. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, uh, basically, I don't know, just another story of like, do we, Do we keep people in jail if we put them in jail when they were 16, you Mm -hmm. know? And can people change? Or who deserves clemency? Um, And she did. She got out. And she's just a totally different person. I think she's, like, close to 30, in her 30s. Totally different person than she was when she was 16, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, what kind of state of mind are you in when you're being pimped out? You don't have a home, you know, like you ran away from home you're a 16 year old girl you've been raped you've been attacked like like what does that do for your mindset so it's like a lot of the psychology that they're trying to to figure out um and this just it's really interesting story and she's now um a voice for like people who have been victims of sex trafficking Mm mm-hmm and has just totally turned her life around. It made me cry. It's good. It's really nice. good. That sounds good. But it's like, I, I feel like Netflix is really trying to say something here lately. <laughs> like, so many documentaries on Netflix are about people who have been put in prison and don't really deserve to be there. So it's like, Netflix, what are you like? Are you trying to get us to rise up right now? <laughs> are we about to revolutionize right now? Kind of, kind of crazy. But yeah, that one's really good. I would recommend that. It's called Murder to Mercy, and it's on Netflix. Micah, do you have anything else? Yeah, I was going to talk about Tom Segura's stand-up special that we watched. I feel like it's his weakest one of all the ones I've seen. Yeah, I laughed like maybe like three times. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know why this trend is with like comedians right now, where they're just shitting all over people that are like, hey... Maybe don't say the N-word. Maybe don't say yeah. you, don't, you hate trans people. Maybe don't say that. And they're like, well, what? I can't say anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of stupid to me. And you don't have to make your comedy based around that. Because the beginning of his comedy show, he talks about his kids. And it's really funny. Yeah, that's he talks what about, I like. Yeah. He talks about like drowning a puppy to save his kids. <laughs> it's really funny. But then later in it, he's like, he does say one thing nice about like treating haters. He's like, I'm going to treat him the same way I treat like a annoying kid. Just give him a kiss on the forehead, pat him on the head and send <laughs> yeah. him on their way, which is funny. But I don't know. It's just, it's also called ball hog. And he talks about your grandma sucking dick oh my and God. stuff. Oh, it's, I hate it. It's I very hate gross. It. He's like, he makes you think about your mom <laughs> and, your and grandma. what she does during sex. And I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh my God. I hate it. I get that that's the joke, but I hate it. <laughs> oh. He even does a thing with the microphone, putting it to be a dick. Ugh, God, going, no, oh. stop. Ugh, I hate stop. it. Stop. I hate it a lot. 
I do see, I see, I see the whole, um, like, the argument from both sides, because I do think comedians should be one of the only groups of people who are allowed to talk about this stuff that makes Mm -hmm. us all uncomfortable, um, and, like, joke about it, but also some things, it's, it almost feels inappropriate to joke about, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you could really hurt someone, then it's like, oh, don't be so sensitive, it's just a joke, but then it's like... But if you hurt someone, you hurt someone. Yeah. It, it is what it is. So it's just like, I don't know. I, is it... Let me know in the comments what you think. <laughs> is it that people are too sensitive? Or is it that comedians kind of just want the freedom to say whatever they want just to be shocking? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And just to to shock people with their humor. Yeah. I think I really respect comedians who have extremely entirely funny sets um that like aren't offensive to a group of people like when you can just be funny without like making fun of someone or like i don't know making fun of women (laughs) or i don't know it's just like mm, do we really need to like perpetuate that do we really need to validate those thoughts you know because because you like hear people say, oh, you laugh at things that you relate to. And so when a male comedian makes a joke about women and the the crowd erupts in laughter, what does that mean? Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, maybe we shouldn't be joking about women or we shouldn't be joking about trans people. Or we shouldn't be joking about disabled people when they already have, like, enough that they're going through. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. I see it from both both sides, though. Yeah. And I do think it's kind of ridiculous to say, like, you can't say that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't say whatever you I think you, you can make anything funny. But. I don't know. I haven't found anything super funny about this whole, like, I can say whatever I want thing. Yeah. It's kind of getting played out. Yeah. Honestly. Dave Chappelle did it. Yeah. Bill Burr did it. Yeah. Tom Segura is doing mm-hmm. it. I'm sure somebody else has. I don't watch a lot of comedy specials. I just watch the big the big guys. Yeah. But that's just an interesting, interesting thing to yeah. think about. I don't know. Let me in the comments. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I really wish that we were making a YouTube video right now. <laughs> what else you got? Um, I'm, I don't have that many things left on my list. Girls Incarcerated, Young and Locked Up. Hell yeah. That's a good ass show. Right, Mike? Yeah, I really liked it. So good. I missed it's, a few episodes because you kept watching without me, but I'm sorry. it's fine. It's about these teenage girls who are in juvie and just it's it's so funny and just touching sometimes. Because like these girls are like, man, I don't want to get any more time added on my sentence. And then they'll like curse out the warden. Yeah. It's like, what do you expect, dude? <laughs> and like not to be pretentious, but like totally to be pretentious. I'm a psychology major. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I just eat this stuff up because I'm like, how does that what what kind of trauma okay what kind of trauma have mm-hmm. these girls gone through that they can't um regulate their emotions or they can't regulate um their anger at all not even a little 
So, like, what's... How... It's wild how they could just switch. And these, these girls are, like, 14, 15, 16 years old. And they're fun. They're laughing. And then they just will, like, go off on, on like, a teacher or something. As someone who was afraid to breathe in front of authority... I, it's just amazing to me, and I'm the older I get, the more I'm like I could have gotten away with so much more if I just would have chilled out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And really, there's no need to be so worried about what people think of you all the time, and there's no need to be concerned that you're always like being perfect or you're being the good child because you could really get away with <laughs> with. A whole lot lot of stuff, (laughs) like I did. Yeah, like Micah did. Micah's a school bully. I was not. That was the closest thing we had to a bully, but I wasn't a bully. Yeah. Um, I also watched The Social Network for the first time. It's it's really good. I didn't know. I didn't think I would like, like it as much as I did. And if all that is true, Mark Zuckerberg is just a terrible, awful person. He's a robot. He's probably, dude, he probably is. Like, he, the whole thing, like, starts at Harvard, so he's, like, uh, going to be a Harvard graduate, and he makes this, like, smash or pass game by, like, hacking into, like, the student website where all, like, the pictures are of everyone, and he just takes those pictures, puts them online, compares them to two people, and it's like, you want to have sex with her or her? Oh, God. Yeah. It's literally terrible. That's awful. He does it to get revenge on a girl that turned him down on a date. Oh, no. Yeah. So if all this is true, he's literally like a fuckboy. He's terrible. And then he he took the whole idea of Facebook from two, three other guys at Harvard. So they're trying to sue him and the whole movie jumps back and forth between the Harvard, Harvard Times and the lawsuit that's in, that's happening. There's actually two lawsuits. Mm. <laughs> One from the guy at Harvard and the co-founder of Facebook. We're not a fan. No, I don't like not him. Not a fan of Mark Zuckerberg. No, sir. He also sold all those people's data like a year or two ago. So that's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, he sucks. He's, he just looks like a weird lizard human. He I don't, does, yeah. Ugh, I don't trust him. Have you seen that video recently of him staring at his wife while she's talking? Yeah. On like CNN or whatever. <laughs> It's really funny. All right, what else you got? That's it. That's that's it. That's pretty much everything on my list worth talking about. Unless we want to talk about The Office. Heather's <laughs> yeah, watching The Office again. <laughs> I think I have probably watched it. Okay, so I started watching The Office when I was in ninth grade. Okay, so that was now seven years ago. And if I have watched The Office, let's say... Once a year? No. I watch it like maybe four times a year. <laughs> so seven times four? 28. 28. So that means I've watched The Office probably close to 30 times. Jeez, dude. You don't watch the yeah. last season, though. You always skip out on the last season. Well, I don't want to see Jim and Pam fight. I don't think any of us ever did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Is that the episode? I guess so. All right, let me see if there's anything else I want to talk about. Because I only have, like, one list of movies. Anything we're listening to? Oh, we didn't really talk about my Scientology movie. Oh, yeah. So, my Scientology movie is a documentary. and It's so crazy. It's, like, I think it's, like, the making 
of some other movie that was supposed to happen, but I don't think it happened because of it was about Scientology. So the church was like following them and harassing them. And this one guy went to an airport to like leave LA and these people were like harassing him and following him with signs and like threatening his kids with life, his kids and his wife's life. It's crazy. And it, it's a really interesting documentary because it shows like how secretive Scientology actually is and how cultish it is because two of the people mm-hmm. that escaped are helping him make this documentary and it's just it's wild they like go to a public road and these people come out and they're like we own this road we own this road and they're like no you don't it's a public road they're like, well, you're going to have to leave. We're calling the cops. He's like, bless you. Thank He's like, go ahead, call the cops. I don't care. So the cops come and he shows them a f- permit and everything. And he's like, I mean, everything seems to be in order, but you're on their property. He's like, it's a public road. And then at the end of the documentary, it shows it, the road. And it's like, it was a public road. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get why, like... Why are we just all living our lives? We're just going about our our daily lives and no one talks about Scientology. (laughs) No one talks about the fact that it is still alive and thriving. (laughs) What? Speaking of Scientology, did you hear that Elon Musk is going to team up with Tom Cruise to make a movie in space? Like a real movie in real space. (laughs) No, I did not know that. Yeah, I keep seeing reports about it all over everywhere. That's crazy. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. And also, Elon Musk named his baby like AE-183 or something. Something real weird. Why? Because he's weird and he has a baby with Grimes and I guess she's famous or something. I don't know why. It's very weird. But yeah, Scientology sucks. Come after me, Scientologist. I... (laughs) Triple double dog dare you. Scientology sucks. It's a cult. Whatever. Anything else? Um, We could talk about things we're listening to for people who like music. Best Interest by Tyler the Creator. Oh my god. Micah plays that song (laughs) every single time. Imagine how much I listen to it when you're not there. (laughs) I don't want to. I can't even imagine. Um, but I have a playlist I've, I've been working on for, for spring. We're not going to talk about all the Doja Cat that's on it. <laughs> she has the whole, like, 12 not, or 13 songs that's just Doja Cat right back to, to back to back. It's a good time. It's a good time, ladies. Um, you know I don't have any female listeners. Except maybe Haley. <laughs> Hi, Haley. <laughs> Hi, all of you men and Haley. Um, the 1975 just came out with a new song. Jupiter by the Marias. So good. Stop also what like you're doing. Car Seat by Pizza Girl. That's my favorite right now. this podcast and go in Spotify or Apple Music if you're a nerd and listen to Jupiter by the Marias. It's so good. Or illegally download it. They aren't paying us. Who cares? Okay. Um, and then Still Woozy came out with another song called Window. Super good. I've been playing that one all the time. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, is that all? I guess so. All right. So go listen to Still Woozy. Uh, check out mm-hmm. some Netflix documentaries. Car Seat by Pizza Girl is a good song. 
And Seabirds by Pizza Girl is a good song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and go follow me on Instagram. It's at Heather L. Morgan. Um, I don't really post that much anymore, but I am a photographer and I'm trying to get back into it. So if you would like to follow me and see um, my shitty selfies. They're great go selfies. follow me there. She's super cute. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I also saw Sonic the Hedgehog, and it was a good family film, but it was very bad and stupid. Oh my god, Mike, this is all over the place. <laughs> oh, giving me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. Okay. Shout out to the White Noise podcast. I was on there back in February, so go listen to it. It was something about Star Wars. Also, follow us on Instagram, at the Pod and Facebook. Pretty much everywhere, we're at the Pod. I don't use Twitter. I don't know how. So yeah, check us check us out. Bye. Bye. Well, check me out. Chandler's not here anymore. Bye. <laughs>